morning everybody it's good to see you this morning and this morning I'm going to simply be talking about peace and uh, I've just got a couple of verses of scripture and it's Isaiah chapter 26 and it's just verse 3 and verse 4 and this is what it says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you now peace I looked it up in the dictionary and this is what it says peace means. Peace, freedom from disturbance, tranquility or a state or a period where war has ended or ceased. But what I want us to look at today is inner peace. I'm not thinking about the peace when all the kids are in bed and uh, it's all nice and quiet or the grandkids have gone home, you've had a great day and you flop into the chair and you think, oh. Peace. We're not looking or thinking about that peace. We're thinking about inner peace. You know, we're in challenging times. There's still wars. There's pandemics. There's lockdowns. There's breakdowns in families. There's breakdowns in relationships. There's mental health issues. There's addictions. We could go on. People, I believe, are searching for peace. The world itself, I suppose, is searching for peace. But perhaps sometimes, maybe we look in the wrong places. We look at the wrong things. The things that we think will bring us peace, contentment, happiness, call it what you will, very often don't. And we put time and effort and energy into these things. But they don't bring that inner peace. The world, I suppose, in a way, can and does offer peace. But it's a fleeting one. And the world's peace ch changes with circumstances. The world also seems to build its peace on weak foundations. And very often builds its peace on compromise. And the world's peace ignores the root of the problem or problems. So why then would you say that God's peace is any different, you may be asking? Well, here's why I believe it is. God's peace is permanent and God's peace is secure. It doesn't change with circumstance. It remains the same. And God's peace is built on a sure foundation. And so, because it's built on a sure foundation, it stands the test of time. And here's the good thing. God's peace can be yours and God's peace can be mine. And this is why. Because it gets to the bottom of things. It gets to the root of things as it were. And if we allow him to. And allow God's peace to fill us. Then he heals the root issues. He heals the root problems. He heals the root of our sin. If you want. The wrongdoing that we've done. The things that we've done wrong. Our hang ups. Our addictions. The go-to go things which rob us of that inner peace. And God's peace is simply a calmness of body, a calmness of mind, a calmness of spirit, and simply trusting in the power and the grace of God to fill, and not only fill, but work within our lives. So how do we find this peace? 
I believe we can find this peace in spite of a lot of things. So firstly, we can find this inner peace in spite of our sin, in spite of our wrongdoing. We create clouds sometimes, don't we, to try and fox people a bit and think, well, you know, we're not really doing this. We're not really up to this. We're not really doing that. And yet it's kind of trying to sweep things under the carpet. But it's only when we are sorry, it's only when we are cleansed, as it were, and made clean of our wrongdoing, of our sin, that we begin to feel the peace of God. And we do that through repentance. Now, repentance simply means we say that we're sorry. So we say that we're sorry to God for all the things that we've done wrong. And we ask him to come into our hearts and into our life. Another way we can find peace, in spite of, is the stress of living life. We live in an environment that can break us at times with the things that happen, with the mistakes that we sometimes make, with the wrong paths or wrong turns that we take. But here's the good news, we can make changes, we can make adjustments, and we can be blessed. God wants to bless us. We can find peace in spite of the sorrows of life. We all have a tale, we all have a story that we can tell of experiences and times when we have been hurt. But Jesus gives us a hope. Jesus gives us an assurance which can and will help. We can find peace Get this, in spite of the storms of uncertainty, in spite of the fears that can shatter our peace at times. But there are also facts that can strengthen our hearts and strengthen our lives. And yes, we can even find peace in the shadow of death. We've nearly all suffered loss at some time in our lives. We've suffered the loss of loved ones and people that were close and friends. It's one of life's only certainties. But Jesus wants to see the life that is entered by those who believe in him. And so we can find peace even in the shadow of death. Psalm 84 says this, Blessed is the man who trusts in you. Peace is linked with the house of God. Our lives can be houses of God. We can be temples of God. We can be uh, examples of God living in our community where we live and where we work and where we daily move. Peace is linked with the power of God. He can transform us. He can transform our lives. He can transform the way we live and he sustains us. So those of you who are watching and say, well, he, he can't, he can't. <clears throat> I'm here to tell you this morning, he can. He changed me, he's changed many more and he can change you. Peace is linked with the will of God. His presence, his leading, his guiding. God wants every single one of us 
to know what his will is for us and our, and our life. In life, movement is critical. We need to keep moving. How do we know? By simply taking footsteps. And we need to take footsteps in the gospel of peace. Not footsteps that lead us to heaven, but footsteps here on earth that will guide us and make us mobile and give us mobility. So how do we know we are making the right moves? Well, I believe just like God gives us a conscience, he gives us a spiritual radar and it sets off alarms telling us to maybe stop, maybe don't go any further, maybe telling us to withdraw, maybe telling us we shouldn't be doing this or we shouldn't be doing that. We know if we're on the right track because our choices, the things we do are confirmed by the feeling of inner peace and peace within ourselves. Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7. I'm just going to quickly read that to us and this is what it says. It says this. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Great scripture. Now it says about God in our hearts. And you might say, well, what does that mean, God in our hearts? Well, the Greek suggests that it's a squad of Roman soldiers guarding a town. And that's what it refers to. That this peace guards our hearts just like those soldiers. And you say, well, what does that mean? It simply means that we need to guard our hearts we need to guard our emotions. We need to guard our thoughts. We don't need to take it for granted. We need to guard them. What we think, what our emotions are. And God wants us to do that. We need guidance on this earth, every single one of us, from day to day. I know I do. We need guidance in our lives. We need guidance in our movements. And that's why it's important that we guard our hearts. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 says this, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. You know Jesus had some great names, the Prince of Peace, wonderful counsellor and, and we can have and receive peace through the acceptance of his will. Yeah we made mistakes will still make mistakes. But by making mistakes, he gives us the wisdom to learn from them. The mighty God, we can have peace through the abundance of his grace. We all have weaknesses, every single one of us in our lives. But guess what? He is greater than any weakness we have. I'll say that again. He is greater than any weakness we have. The everlasting Father, 
We can have peace through the assurance and the certainty of his love. You and I are important to him. You and I matter to him. You and I are of value to him. And he watches us and he looks for us. Peace, tranquility, they're based on relationship with God. It's the, it's the correct response to God's grace. God's grace gives us what we don't deserve because he forgives us and he accepts us as we are when we are truly repentant, when we're truly sorry and we reach out to him. Peace in the Bible is used in two ways. There's the personal peace once we have accepted Jesus into our lives. And then there's the daily peace. We become available on a daily basis as a believer and we participate in the Christian way of life according to God's plan. Not according to our plan, whatever that may have been, but according to God's plan. Hoover said this, Peace is not made at council tables or by treaties, but in the hearts of men. And Francis Bacon said this, When Christ came into the world, peace was sung. And when he went out of the world, peace was bequeathed. And Moody said this, A great many people are trying to make peace, but that has already been done. God has not left it for us to do. All we have to do is enter into it. Friends, true peace is always born out of reconciliation. Peace is always about personal relationships. A man's relationship to himself, his relationship to God, his relationship to his spouse and family and his relationship to others, mankind. Galatians 5, verse 22 to 25. This is what it says. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another. Some good qualities in there, isn't there? I wonder how many of those we've got. How many of those we need to work on. Today, I simply ask, are we at peace? Am I at peace? Are you at peace? If not, Ask Jesus today to help you. 
That's all you've got to do. Ask him to help you. You may worry about a lot of things. Well, I want to tell you today, the best solution to worry is prayer. Because when we pray, we bring ourselves to God. We come into his presence. We're asking him. We're talking to him. But we come into his presence and we bring ourselves to God. The truth is, the peace of God is such a mystery that maybe we cannot fully understand it. And although that's true, it means the peace of God is so precious that man's mind, with all its skill, all its knowledge, all its understanding, can never contrive it or find it or produce it. It is beyond us to obtain. It can never be of us. It is only by God's giving. The way of peace is to take our life and place it trustingly into the hands of God. It's that simple. But you decide. Because when you do, it's only one chapter in the Bible, Jude chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. This is what it says. It says, Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, sanctified by God the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Multiplied. Peace and love be multiplied to you. And we can include in that grace. Eight plus eight. It's no brainer. Equals 16. 16 plus 16 equals 32. 32 plus 32. My maths teacher will be so proud of me because I wasn't very good at maths at school. 32 plus 32 equals 64. God doesn't only subtract, and by that, I mean he forgives us of our sin. When we say we're sorry, he subtracts. He takes away our sin. He takes away our wrongdoings. He adds. He multiplies. Every time the figure gets bigger, 16, 32, 64. Mercy, peace, grace, love multiplied to you. He wants to add. He wants to multiply. He comes, he subtracts, he takes away your sin. He takes away all the things we've done wrong, the things that trouble us, our issues, our addictions. And then he replaces what he's took away by multiplying, multiplying the things which bring us that inner peace. Final thing I want to say to you this morning is simply this. I'm going back to my Salvation Army roots. 
there's a Salvation Army songbook, and uh, there's a song in there uh, written by Annie Johnson Flint, and she uh, lived from 1866 to 1932, and she wrote this song, and it's these words that I want to leave with you, and I hope they challenge you. I hope you think about what we've talked about this morning. If you, if you want this inner peace and you've not got it, then reach out to Jesus this morning. The prayer request button is on the, uh, the app, the, what we're watching. Press that button. Ask for prayer. Request prayer. People will be more than happy to pray with you. And then if you want to talk after that, that's fine as well. But take this chance this morning that's being offered. Reach out to God. If you're worrying about anything, pray. Meet God. Meet God this morning. Here's the song and listen to the words. He giveth more grace as our burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength as our labours increase. To added afflictions he addeth his mercy to multiplied trials. Here's the line. He multiplies peace. His love has no limits. His grace has no bound measure. His power has no boundary known unto men. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus. Here it is again. He giveth and giveth and giveth again. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed ere the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, here we go again, our Father's full giving is only begun. This morning, you decide, reach out, God bless you all.